This is a shear on the uh, Sicha of Tevis in Chelik Tazvav, book 15, the Sicha labeled Tevis, as in the month of Tevet. It's an exciting Sicha. Yeah, like every Sicha. Reish Chodesh Tevis is always in the days of Hanukkah. It just the way it always is. Hanukkah starts on the 25th of Kislev, so you always have Rishchidosh Tevis at, uh, towards the end of Hanukkah. According to what it's known, that Rishchidosh really incorporates all days of the month. That's why it's called Rish, the head of the month. It's not called the first day of the month, it's the head, and the head, literally, when we talk about our own heads, it incorporates all the other uh, limbs of the body, that's where all the nerves are, and so on. So we understand that all the days of the month of Tevis are influenced by Rishchidosh, are incorporated Rishchidosh. So obviously they all have a connection to Hanukkah. Also, there are in Chaydesh Tevis, month of Tevis, two special days. There's the fast day of the 10th of Tevis, and there is the day of passing, the Hilula. Hilula literally means wedding. The day of passing of Tzadik is called a special day, the Hilula of the Alter Rebbe, Baalatanya, on the 24th of Tevis. And since these are fixed days in the month of Tevis, so it makes sense to say that there's a connection between these days and the general content of the month. So we need to connect three things. Chresh Chodesh is always on Hanukkah, so the month of Tevis should be connected with Hanukkah. Sort of a Tevis, and the day of passing of the Alter Rebbe, also in the month of Tevis, fixed days in the month of Tevis, 10th and 24th respectively, so they also have to be connected with the content of the month. So Hanukkah, Tevis, and those two special dates. About Chedesh Tevis, our sages tell us, it says, we have it in the Megillah Esther, it mentions the month of Tevis. It says that Esther was taken to the king Ahasuerus on the 10th month, which is the month of Tevis. And the Gemara says, this is the month, Yerach Shehaguf Nehen Aguf. This is the month where the body enjoys the warmth of the other body. And Rashi explains over there that uh, it's very cold in that time. And therefore... The goof, one body, benefits from the other body. The body warmth that they share with each other. So, very interesting, just if, if you want to take a peek in the Kabbalah, it says Yerach. The Megillah says this says Chodesh. And why does the Gemara say Yerach, call the Chodesh a Yerach? Yerach is Yerach, like moon. It means, it means month, but why not use the word Chodesh, especially... Here the Rebbe brings something that we, uh, from the Lavush in Shuchnarch Ebna Ezer, that in the Ksuba we need to write the month. So the, the day of the particular month. We write the day of the week and the day of the month. Why? Which is not the case in Get, says the Rebbe in parentheses. Why in a Ksuba do we have to write the other months? Because it says, Ki'ikach ish isha chadosha. When a man takes a new wife, chadosha is related to the word chadosh. So really when we're talking here, about uh, uh, Esther, we take the Why does the Gemara change from the Lashon Apostolic and what would seem more pertinent to use Chaydesh? But the Rebbe doesn't answer. The Rebbe points that Tzarich Ian requires, um, requires thought to see how to answer that. So, the month of Tevis is a month where she was taken to the palace. And what Rashi is telling us is that Hashem made her be taken to Achashverish in the month of Tevis so that she should find more favor in his eyes. It's a month where the body benefits from the body. Everything in Gashmis, of course, comes from Ruchnis. And when we talk about our case, the coldness of the month of Tevis physically is a result of the fact that there's a coldness spiritually. What does it mean? There's an absence of sun. Sun is 
a reference to Hashem. Shemesh Havaya. Shem is referred to as a luminary, as a sun. As it says in Tehillim, Ki Shemesh Omogen Hashem Elikim. Hashem is, the name of Hashem and Elikim are like a sun and the shield of the sun, which makes it absorbable by us here on earth. So Hashem is compared to a sun. So when we talk about the fact, the absence of sun, and now it's cold, it's winter, that means that the sun is not so revealed. Um, yeah, Likus is concealed more in the concealment of the garments of nature. As is known, that the strength of the shining of the sun in the summer months is also an indication on the strength, the toikif, the power of the light and the heat of Kedusha of Hashem's sun. That means that there is an additional force of energy, of godly energy in the world, summer, sun. It's not just people like running to the sunny, sunny states, the sunny countries. There's something spiritually special about the sun which represents Hashem. And that's why in those summer months, it's easier to come to Avedis Hashem, to serve Hashem, than in the winter months. And it's for that reason, in particular, that the Aveda, the service of Hashem, in this month of Tevis, which is the coldest, it's the most wintry, and therefore it's a sign that it's the most bereft of Hashem's warming sun, Hashem being represented by the sun, that's why this service of Hashem this month is so unique and special. Because you remember, everything that comes on more difficult is more special. And this is being hinted at when our, our sages told us that Esther was taking to they used this language that this is the month where the body benefits from the body. So in general, we know from the Song of Songs, Shir Hashirim, that there's a mushal, there's a parable of male and female relationship between Hashem and the Jewish people. So what, the, what we're being told here is that this month has such a great service to Hashem that it creates a hano, the body below, Create, which is the B'nai soul, create a hano, a pleasure for Hashem above. Because of the dissonance, because of the difficulty, because of the incongruity, that it's so, it's a cold world, cold spiritually, bereft of God's presence, and yet, the Yidin are serving Hashem. As we're going to see, that becomes very special. Gimel. Every matter in Torah is exact. As so we understand, that also, the language, haguf, that the body, nanim and haguf, derives pleasure, benefit from the other goof that is also masim that is also fits to the inner track we're talking about here which is talking about Hashem's Hanoah, Hashem's benefit from the from the Avedah, from the service of Yidin because the fact that Lamailash by Hashem there's Hanav from the Aved and Chedish Tevis, it's mainly from the goof of a Yid, from the Aved a Yid does with his body. And the pleasure that Hashem has in this level, in what level, so to speak, does Hashem, does it cause benefit to Hashem? And the level in Hashem that's called also goof, body. The explanation is everything that's here in this Olam Gadol, it's here in this big world, is connected with the service of man. Olam Katan, man is called a microcosm, to the macrocosm of the world. So when we talk about the summer, when the summer months, when the sun of Hashem, Shemesh Havaya, when it 
shines openly in the world. So that's mostly the time when the neshama is able to activate and to work and do serve Hashem. And at those times, the goof, the body is not so concealing, not so covering over the, the light of the neshama. That's why you, you should and Malin must be occupied himself with things of neshama in a way that he should be able to truly derheren. He should be able to um, um, absorb, feel, appreciate the, um, the revelation of the light of the neshama. Here says the Rebbe in the square brackets, even though that there's an issue, even though the neshama, there's a lot of holiness in the world because there's sun, the neshama is able to really bloom, but there's a body, that's a problem. So even though we need to make sure that the body shouldn't be coarse and act rough, and conceal on that, because after all, the neshama is enclosed in the body, and that's where it needs to be revealed. And therefore, the body also needs to be a, 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 a pasika keli, has to be a proper vehicle, which should fit to be able to express the light of the neshama, but that's only a preparation to the yidzmein aveda. What you have to do is take off, remove the concealment of the body, which conceals over the neshama, in order that the neshama should be able to bloom shine forth, and the person should serve Hashem in a Neshama way. can't say exactly I understand what that means, and especially when the Rebbe in Ha'ara 14 sends to Hamshech Samach like the difference between what's called Eivdeh Hashem and Nishmasam, Eivdeh Hashem Gufam, those that serve Hashem through the shine of the Neshama, those that serve Hashem in their body by keeping their bodies bottled to Hashem. I'm not sure exactly what this is. However, let's talk about the winter months. Maybe we can relate a little bit better to that. So here's talking about the summer months being prone and very uh, auspicious for the light of the neshama to come forth. All you have to do, aye, there's a body, there's still a body, so you still got to make sure the body doesn't disturb. By the way, there's a, a, there's a question, I, I, I'm not sure how to address it. When we say Pirkei Ovis, we say we say Pirkei Ovis because that's when people are a little bit more looser. Right? So we need to say something to kind of refine us. That's one of the reasons for Pirkei Ovis. The other reason is Achonif Matantera. Um, so perhaps uh, this is a big perhaps on my part perhaps um, what the Rebbe is saying here is that the Neshama shines forth in a more easy way and generally summer because Hashem's presence is there is the time for the Neshama to bloom the thing is the goof can, can conceal perhaps in the summer in order to take down the concealment of the body we need to talk to the Pirkei Ovis because perhaps the body presents a greater concealment in the, in the summer Anyway, if you have an answer, please send it to me. I'm not sure. It could be, it's not a question. <laughs> anyway, that's the summer. What happens in the winter? In the, in, the, in the months of the winter, when the Shemesh, Shavai, when the sun of Hashem is not so luminous, doesn't shine so bright, and it's a time from coldness because the sun's not there, then his main Avedis Hashem is Avedis Agof, working with the body, to toil in the Aveda of refining and elevating the body. And in these winter months themselves as a difference in the month of Tavis and other months the other months there's still a little bit of residual heat left from the summer but the, by the time Tavis comes it's fully it's very cold which tells us that if there's still a little bit of heat left from the summer so the, the, the coldness of the body is also being refined not just from working with the body but there's also still some outside influence the heat 
left over from the summer, the, the, the holiness of the neshama. We talk about the month of Tevis where there's no heat left. It's totally cold. That reflects a situation of total obscuring of Hashem's presence, that the body totally conceals the neshama, doesn't reflect the light of the neshama, and then the Aveda has to be to refine this body. Not through shining the neshama, because it's cold, there's no sun. With the body itself, you have to refine the body itself. And now we're going to tell a, an amazing story. Dalit, previous Rebbe, told the story, who told the story of the Baal Shem Tov. Baal Shem Tov very much liked very much light, lichtigkeit. One time in a wintry night, the students of the Baal Shem Tov didn't have enough lights to light up, to illuminate the shul. The Baal Shem Tov wanted more light. The Baal Shem Tov said they should go out and take ice lichtlach. They should take ice candles. I think this means like icicles, you know, when the ice forms the shape of a candle. And turn them on, light them, kindle them. So the Talmudim, the students, went out and they brought... Uh, they did, they lit them up and they, and they burned. So the Tzemach Tzedek said about this, by the Hasidim and the Talmudim of the Baal Shem Tev, even ice candles were able to burn and be luminous. So the Baal Shem Tev showed that these ice candles themselves which those are the opposite of light and warmth, become transformed to light and warmth. In other words, it's not that they became, they lost their identity of ice. The ice itself became something that was luminous. Similarly here, we're talking that the, 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 the coldness and the darkness of the body, that's what has to be transported, transformed into holiness. Not just that it loses its coarseness through the neshama shining in it. No, but the body itself has to be somehow, re, 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 in a way, re, re, reformulated to light. I just want to say that when I see the story about the eislichtlach, ice burning, it, it does, it, it, it's, 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 it's otherworldly, right? I don't know why. When we hear the story of Hanukkah, light burning for eight days, the oil was only for one day, it's really the same story. So maybe I'm more used to hearing the story of Hanukkah. So it doesn't jump out at me so much. The ice burning jumps out at me more. But the, the candle, the, the, the shemen, the oil lasting for eight days, and it was enough for one day, is exactly the same thing. It's that the, the Teva has no... It's nest. Teva has no thing. But the, but the Hira, the Rebbe is not telling this story here to tell us a, 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 a wondrous thing of the Baal Shem Tov. The Rebbe is telling us a story to show us the concept that the ice itself gets transformed. That the body itself, the, 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 in the cold month, which represents the coldness, the absence of heat, the absence of Hashem's presence, the absence of the neshama shining, that itself can be made to be illuminated. Hey, how do you taka, transform the body? It should, go to it should leave its, it should shed its coarseness and become a holy body in a revealed way. Not because of the neshama, because itself. So the explanation is that dafke fakert, dafke the body has a connection to atzmos, the essence of Hashem. The neshama, in it, by its very definition, its very essence, is connected to revelation. Neshama is a revelation of God that was sent down to be vested in us, and that's why also its connection to Hashem is through revelation. However, the body, the body of a yid, is called bechiras atzmos, the choice of the essence of Hashem. It looks the same as any other body, and Hashem chooses and says, this is my people. 
And that's why the connection of the physical body with Elikus is with the essence of Hashem. It's deeper with than the connection of Hashem's of Hashem with the with the Neshama. Because it's Dafka in the physicality of the body where there is, so to speak, the power of Hashem's essence, which is higher than the Shama. Very, very heady stuff. However, that, so why, why don't our bodies shine and holy, they're connected with the essence of Hashem, but that power, Hashem creates our physicality, our bodies, with the power, the ability of the essence of Hashem, only He has the ability to do that, but that doesn't become revealed. Uh, sorry, no, the next paragraph saying this. When does this become revealed that you're able to access and transform the, the, the body and reveal in it its true source, which is the essence of Hashem, that it's created through the power of the essence of Hashem? That's only when there's no light shining. When there's light shining, so then, so to speak, we're distracted or we're involved in using the light to shine up the environment when there's no light, when it's wintry, when we just have the body. So that allows us, that elicits the uh, ability to tap into the koyach ha'atzmas, the power of the essence of Hashem that is not, God forbid, limited or defined by needing to be revealed. When you're talking about a revealed level of godly revelation, by definition, it, it's something that's, that, that shines. That is its definition. We talk about, however, the essence of Hashem, He's not to be put into a framework that He has to shine or not shine. And so therefore, what gets brought out when there's no shine of the neshama is that the true source of the body is something even deeper. And it doesn't shine because it doesn't need to be defined by shining. And that's the deeper meaning of aguf nenim and aguf, the body and benefits from the body. Guf is the essence as we say, Gufei Halach is Gufei Demalka. This is the essence. The Hanoah of Atzmos, because the Hanoah of Hashem's essence is mainly not just through taking off the concealment of the body so that the Neshama can shine. No, more than that, to actually actualize the body. That the body itself, in and of itself, should become transformed to Kedusha. And this becomes achieved, Dafka, when there's cold, a time of hiddenness, a time of obscuring. This is also a connection, well, this is also a connection with the month of Tevis to the time to the days of Hanukkah. What do the lights of Hanukkah signify? They signify, it says about them, and Hashem will shine up my light, my darkness. So we know we light them at night, we light them out in the street, we're trying to shine up the darkness. To the fact that even the outside darkness is going to become lit up. As the, as the, as the Pasuk says, Hashem Choshki. Hashem will light up my light, my, my, my darkness. In other words, the darkness is going to become, Magia is going to become illuminated. Where does that come from? Havaya, but not Havaya. Vahavaya, it's with a Vav, which means we're drawing down from higher than Havaya, higher than the chain of Hishtalshlus. It's called the level of Havaya, the level is supernal. There's two darkest, two levels of the name of Hashem, Havaya Delitata, lower level of the name Havaya, and Havaya Delil, the higher level. Vahavaya. Saying we're drawing down from higher than Ishtashlos, from Havaya Dileil, the higher level of the name of, Yud, of, of Hashem. We say Havaya, Yudkevavke. And this is similar to the concept that the goof, the body, benefits from the body. 
what we're saying here is the atmos of Elikus, the essence of Hashem. Because of guf, because of the atmos of Hashem, the power, which is called body, so to speak, the essence of Hashem, benefits from the guf down below that transforms itself. And that causes nachas to Hashem, so to speak, above when the, when the body transforms itself down below. So we've turned this whole concept into a very, very holy concept, the guf, nanim and aguf. It's really a godly concept. And in its inner track, it's saying that Hashem has derived deep satisfaction, deep benefit from the yid, dafke in his, in Avedu with his guf, in Gashmis. The Rebbe earlier on in the Ha'ara said, perhaps this is the inner reason why Rashi uses this interpretation to say that Hashem made it to be that Esther was taken in this month, which would make her more beloved to the king. As, not as is said in Marsha. Marsha brings Rashi, and Marsha says, well, we can say the exact opposite, that the king was looking to, um, the king was looking for his own reasons to do, to have her brought to the palace in a month where it would be, where he could have this, this uh, more benefit. The Rashi learns that Hashem made it, Fortuitously, uh, being that time, it's better for it was better for the miracle. Never says perhaps because there's a there's a holy thing going on. If you learn it in the inner track, it's Hashem and the Eden. Perhaps that's why Rashi doesn't go on, doesn't move it as a ploy in Achashverosh's mind, which is a negative thing. Leaves it that it's Hashem who who orchestrated it this way. Zion. In general, there's a difference between the Avedu, the service of Hashem, and the time of the Beis Hamikdash, and the service of Hashem, the time of the exile. The time of the Beis Hamikdash, there was a revelation of godliness in the world. It says that there were ten miracles that were done to our forefathers in the Beis Hamikdash, Shainkin, which is not the case in the time of exile. But that time, it says that our eyes, we haven't seen Hashem's miracles. Elikus, godliness is is in a state of concealment. To the, to the extent that it says, the words of the prophets are, darkness covers over the, the land. And that's when the real Aveda, the time of God, is when the real Aveda of where Hashem should light up my darkness. In square bracket says that I've here. We could say that this is also the inner reason why the lights of Hanukkah never cancel. And we do them even after the Beis Amikdosh was destroyed, even while we're in the exile. Not like the candles of the Beis Amikdash, which when there's no Beis Amikdash, there's no menorah. Even though, you could say one second, the reason we light the menorah of Hanukkah is in order to remind us of the miracle that happened in the menorah of the Beis Amikdash. If there's no menorah in the Beis Amikdash anymore, we shouldn't do the... No. If that's cancelled, this should be cancelled. No, it's not like that, because the lights of the candle of the Beis Amikdash, they were talking about drawing down Hashem's light into the Seder Ishtalsha. So it's light that's connected to the chain of Ishtalshlus of descent into the world. That talks about light that can come contained in a vessel. That's why when the world is no longer in a state to be able to receive that kind of light, because it's in a state of golos, exile, state of, of uh, Hashem's presence being obscured, and then the lights of the Beis Amikdash are cancelled. However, we talk about the lights of Hanukkah, which they draw down the essential light that's higher than Ishtalshlus. That's why there it's not possible to talk about any changes. There they just are illuminating also. They don't get affected by that, Golas. Even in a situation where, everything, where there's a, a total concealment and a covering up, 
of Hashem's presence. The lights of Hanukkah have the power, they're coming from a different place, they have the power to transform the darkness. According to this, we'll also understand Yeah, because the lights of Hanukkah come from higher than Shtalshas. They're bringing down, that's why they're eight. They bring down a higher Hashki. They bring down from Havaya Dileilah, from a higher level of Havaya. So they don't get affected by Golas. On the contrary, they can transform the Golas. They can light up the darkness. Now we'll also understand the connection between this content, general content of Tevis, to the 10th fast, the fast of Asad Tevis. Because... This is also the fast, which is the beginning and the source of all the concept of Golos. Just like the coldness of the month of Tevis. It fits. On the contrary, as we see, simply speaking, the siege that was laid on Yerushalayim, which is what we commemorate on Asar Tevis, that brought all the latter destruction. There wouldn't be a siege. Then they couldn't have had the breach in the wall, which we commemorate on Shavas Batamas. He couldn't have burned the base Amigdash, which is Tishabah. And the concept of fasting on that day is to do teshuva, to do teshuva about the destruction, to try and transform the destruction itself to a day of, of rejoicing. So the whole point of Tevis, of the tenth of Tevis, is to light up that darkness of Golos. Ches, says the Rebbe, how does it connect to Chov Dalet Tevis? The concept, this concept of coldness is also there in faculties of, in our, in our, in our soul faculties. That is, what's the coldness in terms of the soul faculty? It's our seichel, our intellect. As it's known, that it says, there's nothing, there's nothing as cold as intellect, natural intellect, and human intellect. It's a cold thing. It's not emotional, it's cold. And the achievement of the Teres HaChsidus, HaChsidus reveals to the Alter Rebbe, the founder of HaChsidus Chabad, is that he brought the concepts of emun, of belief, and godly understanding, he brought it down into physical, um, into the physical, um, into, into our physical capacity for comprehension. Till even human comprehension, human seichel, can have an understanding in the Likus. And when this natural intellect understands a godly thought, a godly concept, that's really Tchiyas Amesim. Let's bring it to life. The cold intellect is becoming infused with the warmth, vitality of a godly concept that it's understanding. That's what Alter Rebbe wanted. Chabad, Chochmiladas. You should understand godly matters. And this is the connection between the Yartzad Alter Rebbe when it says that everything that he did, the Yartzad is a day when everything that he did has an elevation. That's the grand finale. They all stand, on that day, they're all there in their complete form. That's why its connection is to Chedish Davis, because through what Alter Rebbe did, he also did, because of the heat, sorry, because of the cold, even the cold thing of the of, of, of the mayach, of the intellect, should come out from the guf, should come a guf nana that Hashem, so to speak, should have ano from it. In other words, there should be benefit and warmth of kedusha from the guf, from seichel, which usually is, 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 uh, is, is obscures godliness. It should shine forth and be illuminated and be warm with godliness. A little bit of a deep, deep concepts. Um, 